Good afternoon. I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel sucks. I'm Cade Weiberg, and it still doesn't after all these years. Welcome to uh, two guys just dropping it like it's pod. We're talking about all <laughs> of the things Marvel-related, uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross-related. Um, Not a lot of news on that front. No, there hasn't been a sequel. Do you think that would ever happen? Hmm. I don't know what it would be called. I was trying to think of a funny thing right off the top, and I could not do it like Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Well, I did pitch you, me and my uh, co-worker's idea for a Boss Baby crossover called yes. Glenn Baby Glenn Boss. Yeah, that's not a sequel so much. I mean, that's like a spinoff. Uh, I don't know. You could do it because uh, I believe it's Alec Baldwin in that is the Boss Baby, the titular Boss Baby. That's true, but if you remember in Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, he wasn't a baby. That's true. So, so they would have to come prequel. up with some... <laughs> it's a so prequel. Interesting. Boss Baby is a prequel to Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. And Glenn Baby, Glenn Boss, I guess, would come in between those two at some points. Huh. Well, uh, that sounds exciting, and I hope, you know, it's like some studios are listening and their ears perked up because they're like, we do have, a, like, all these Glenn Gary, We do Glenn have Ross infinite fans. money. Why don't we well, make this happen for them? Well, I think really it's just you want to capitalize on that audience that has just been like asking the studios over and over, where's our sequel? Where's our sequel? It's like, here's a way to combine it with one of your other hit properties. Yes, absolutely. It's kind of like Star Wars, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross is. And that it's just got that latent <laughs> fan base just waiting. And it's also like they buy a lot of merch. You yeah. can't go anywhere without seeing a Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross I know. t-shirt. My commemorative lunchbox. Or like a coffee mug. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn Coffee, Glenn Boss, baby. <laughs> um, well, we are here to talk about uh, my fifth annual brewery crawl is coming up at the end of the month, uh, mm-hmm. of which Jordan has attended. You were at the first two? First three. And then you moved? First three. You made it to the third one. That's right. Okay, so you were there through 2019, and then you moved away right before. No. It's Yeah, I know. And then frozen? you're like, What? Okay, wait, you're back. I'm back. Yeah, was I gone for you? Uh, like a split second. Okay, well. This is great material. Our screens are God, like just temporarily freezing. <laughs> I'm just oh, trying, so I'm just trying, I'm just a guy trying to talk about my birthday party. And uh, Jordan attended the first three. And he did not attend the fourth, uh, either because he moved away or just out of... Straight rudeness. I can't tell if, you know, he wanted to keep this friendship going and he was just like... Well, there was also the global pandemic on and it would have been eight hours of travel. Yeah. So and I was in law school. <laughs> this is... You're just an excuse machine. Like, all I... Yeah. I, I that's true. That's that's all I hear from you. Uh, so, anyway, you're invited uh, to this one. I don't... It don't, don't necessarily say on the pod whether or not you're coming. Let's keep it a bit of a mystery and then we'll, we'll uh, reveal... But yeah, what's the what's the official date of the crawl? August twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. That's what I thought it was. Yes, it is a Saturday. I assume you're in law school at that time. So I, I also assume everyone listening to this is invited, right? Yeah. Oh, correct. It's it's a it's a everybody shows up kind of deal. The more the merrier. 
Well, there you go. Uh, so yeah, if you're listening to this, if this comes out by August 28th, which I assume it will, yeah, <laughs> it'll be out today probably. <laughs> great, great. Maybe tomorrow. Good news. Uh, come on. But the people to... listening don't know what today is. That's they true. can probably assume what it is. Yeah. Uh, but they don't know. I think they figure it's uh, the what if release day, but we're not talking about <gasps> what if yet. We're uh, no. we're jumping ahead. We're jumping. What way. if we were now? Now that'd be a different show. What? And the watcher would be like, and they decided to start talking about the content of the episode immediately, and that's where things changed. <laughs> you are a very. You should have auditioned for the watcher. That was a very good impression. Yeah. No, I was. Well, it, it would have been tough because there would have been nothing to do an impression of had that other guy not been cast. That's true. Uh, so I guess. You needed that timeline to exist. So mm-hmm. in your own timeline, you could one day become the Watcher. Yeah. In a and that's really what I've been movie, working perhaps. toward this whole time. Absolutely. Um, so anyway, I won't go too much into detail about the biggest day of the year, but uh, mm-hmm. we attend all eight bars in Charlottesville, or all breweries in Charlottesville. Uh, mm-hmm. a, f- a fantastic time is had by all. If you mention... That you know me from this podcast, and you show up to the crawl, you I will buy you a beer on my birthday. Like, yeah, but then you will probably you know feel a little obligated to buy Kate a beer. Yes, exactly. I I will expect at least two in return from you because it is my birthday, <laughs> and I have given you such great podcast content over the years. You're welcome. Yeah, it's kind of the least you could do. Yeah, no, I I definitely deserve it. Uh, but I, I just want to ask my main man, Jordan, here, who has attended uh, about 60% of the crawls, um, mm-hmm. would you like... Well, 75% of current crawls, right? Yes. But... After the 28th, yeah. if I don't attend, yeah. then it will be 60%. It's, it's going to knock right you now, down. Right now, give me my due. It's going to knock you down 15%, which is a pretty big percent. Yeah. You wouldn't want... Well, I mean, think of how bad this last one was, knocking me down 25%. Yeah. I was three for three and went three for four. That was devastating to me. There are only three remaining members of the entire crawl, other than me and uh, my childhood best friend, Keith Woodman, who I put the crawl on with. Uh, Three people have attended all of them so far. And one of them just moved to Texas. Tough. Yeah. uh, The remaining two, one of which a fan and friend of the show, Joey Bunn, is still on that list, and he will keep his streak alive. Um while Jordan shakes his head and just, like, raises his fist and I, ah, Joey. I mean, I can't keep my streak alive anyway. Yeah. So I guess I, at this point it's lost. You do need to, I mean, you could sabotage Joey's streak and then try and just one-up him mm, in the that's future. That's interesting, yeah. Like, go figure out where his house is, cut his brakes or something. Yeah. Well, I should probably just make it so his car doesn't run. Yeah, if you cut his no brakes, need to get cut there his faster. Brakes, cause, yeah, because... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if he gets there in one piece, though. But but faster. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Jordan, if you were attending this crawl, would you prefer a commemorative magnet? I made a fun collage of the past four years of crawling endeavors, and uh, I made... I'm just trying them out on different items. Would you like a magnet, a pint glass, or a koozie? What do you think would be the most practical? Uh, I mean, the koozie's nice because you get to use it with, like, any other random beer you're drinking. Yes. But the pint glass is so thematic. It's so on brand for what it is, a bar crawl. That is true. Like, I would love to drink out of a pint glass with a custom logo. I think that's, to me, the hands down the winner. So, okay. I'm, I'm going to add a little, a layer. A layer mm-hmm. of, uh, uh, I don't know what this layer is made of, but I'm just going to add another stipulation. Mm-hmm. 
the pint glasses cost $30, whereas the koozies cost 10 Are you still willing to make that trade? $30 for how many? For, for just yours. Just your pint glass. For a single pint glass it costs 30 With a custom image of a collage of the past four years. Wait, wait, wait. It costs one... So, but if you get 10 is it still 30 per? No, no it, goes, it goes down. Okay, so how many are you getting? I mean, right now, I don't even have you down for one, so zero. What's my cost per unit uh, of, of a group of these? It probably drops down like $5 for every 10 you get, I would assume. It drops down $5. So once you hit 10, it's like 25 per... And then okay. once you hit 20, maybe Wait, 25. Wait, are, are you testing this live on the site? Because I'm curious what this quote is. Uh, I am not testing it live on the site. Would you like me to? I gotta know. Okay. I feel like $250 for 10 glasses. I feel like they could do you better than that. You, no, no, no. Because it's you don't understand how... Like, this is a collage in full color. like, And these are like HD photos that I guess will be uh, you know, brought down quality-wise when placed on a pint glass. Um, so 30 for under 10. Okay. And then 25 between 10 and 25. And then above 50, they're 20. Jeez. They're really not giving you a lot of breaks on this. <laughs> uh, correct. But I, I thought it would go down quicker, but I guess it's not like the kind of thing where they have to like make a die. And then once the die is made, printing them off is easy. Yeah. I guess printing them off stays just about as hard as it would be. I would think so. And also this is a much better quote than the t-shirt guy who, uh, to put the logo on a t-shirt seems pretty simple, right? I got a whole bunch of blank t-shirts I could put a logo on. What's there mm -hmm. to do? Uh, that was $837 for 48 t-shirts, which was the minimum order amount. Yeah, that's a lot of t-shirts. Yeah. I mean, last year but we had... But you could give them out as you go on the crawl. Well, that's the and thing. And maybe then you expect get... more people next year. That's, I mean, kind of what last year was so massive. It was like a 30 plus per people person crawl. Yeah. Uh, and it just people would like look at this huge group of people coming into the breweries and they're like what is this all about so imagine if we were all rocking t-shirts that matched like, yeah it would become a, a legacy i say do that for the for the 10th one okay but i mean for the by 10th that one's t-shirts by 10 like everyone will know my name <laughs> <laughs> and it's also got like two t's you at the 10th you get your t-shirt like yeah. it's alliterative that's nice and we call it like a 10th shirt yeah okay so answer my question are you Interested in paying $10 for a koozie or $30 for a pint class? In that case, the koozie is a little more attractive because you still it's still a beer accessory yes. without being $30, which I feel like is... I feel like $20, I could have been like, okay, I'm on board for that, but $30 pushes it slightly over the edge for me. Okay, that is fair. Um, well, why don't we talk about... Uh, so why why are we here? Let's 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 divulge a little about that. We last did an episode. Did we do Loki last? Yeah. Okay. And we also did not talk about. I just want to bring this up real quick because we were rushed in our last episode of Loki. Uh, Jordan was doing something. I don't know if it it probably didn't pertain to law school. It was probably just like, ooh, I got to go to the beach and just hang out and get my beach bod going. Now it was definitely finals uh, of my summer classes. Who's to say? Listen back to the episode. One of us is right. One of us is wrong. 
Still haven't gotten those grades, by the way, which is ridiculous. It's how, been how'd you think you do? three weeks. Do you want to do a segment of Jordan's Law Corner? Not a whole one. I think I did all right. That'll be the extent of the corner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like uh, A's, B's, C's? Uh, one, I'm pretty sure I got an A. Okay. The other one, it's iffier. Like, if I got an A, I wouldn't be like, whoa, that's so unexpected. But if I got a C, I also wouldn't be like, whoa, that's so unexpected. It was yeah. just really hard. And it's really hard to gauge because that's the only graded assignment in the entire course. So it's like, I don't know. I don't Those, know what kind of grader he is. That reaction for the A was literally every test I took in college. <laughs> whoa, yeah. I got an A. This is so unexpected. That's why I'm living off this uh, these podcast residuals. <laughs> um, yeah. Big money. Uh, so... We did Loki, and we were like, well, Shang-Chi's next, so we will do a episode when that comes out. And then my sister got married on July 17th, and I texted Jordan. Me and Jordan love the Beatles, as you know. We love the Beatles. We could talk about them all pod if we wanted to. This could be our first exclusively Beatles ep. But yeah, That's got to be our like third biggest topic on the show. Other Marvel's than... probably number one. Yeah. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, number two. Number two, and then Beatles. And then the Beatles. Uh, and I just had this strange encounter with this relative of my now brother-in-law, and I was just like, I texted Jordan, I'm like, I have to tell you this story, but I want to tell you on the pod so we get, you know, listeners mm -hmm. because of this story, because this is a pretty interesting story that you will have a lot to say about, I hope. Maybe you'll just hear and be like, oh, that's interesting. And then this was all in vain. Anyway, uh, I texted you that, and you said, uh, maybe we could just do a pod on that. And I was like, let's get Marvel involved. Will you watch the first episode of What If? And he said, yes. And I now have, and even he... though I showed up to the podcast recording and said, oh, I have not done this yet. And I had to leave the podcast recording, watch it, and then come back. What? And that's when I did the pint glasses and koozies full circle. <laughs> now you know what our day's been like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so here we are, uh, and the episode is What If Jordan Watched What If? But first, uh, let me tell you this story. So, my sister's wedding, everything went well. Uh, the, the family, her, her, her husband is very, very nice. He likes uh, craft beer. We get along well. Loves Star Wars. Um, not so much into Marvel, but, uh... Wait, I'm, how did he feel about, like, recent Star Wars? He loves the originals. He okay. and his parents, like, the whole family would grow up watching 4, 5, and 6. Okay. And then his whole family also loves the prequels because they grew up with those. And the parents will say they're not as good as the originals, but he and his brother will say they're not as good as the originals, but they're still very good, and they are a nostalgia trip. That's okay. Nostalgia glasses can get people like i don't know like and it's i've seen a lot of memes related to the star wars prequels that seems to keep them alive yeah i don't know they're definitely i don't think i would spend the time to watch them i've <laughs> only seen the first one but everything i've heard seems like something it's not something i'm very interested in <laughs> but uh, i can at least say there's something there that a lot of people seem to enjoy I now mean... does he like episode nine that's really where the so he, yeah, no, uh, I, he basically is just kind of ambivalent toward the entire new trilogy and he's just like, this is fine. But if I was to watch any of them, it would be the first six before I watched any of seven, eight, and nine. Really? Yes. 
Okay, so that is not the tier order I was expecting. No, it certainly isn't. But it's better than him liking nine and hating eight. So I can give him my sister's hand in marriage. Yeah. This is acceptable. That, that would have been tough. That would like nine. I would be eight like, eight. I would tell my sister, like, what are you doing? What are you doing here? He likes yeah. episode nine. Uh, oh, that's a tough sell. Yeah. I, I'm sure we had talked about episode nine because when I met, we, I, this was obviously the first thing like mm-hmm. I talked to him about. Um, he, I don't think he had strong opinions of it either way uh, about really any of the new trilogy, which obviously if you're a fan of this podcast, everyone knows you should love eight, you should like seven and you should hate nine. That is the order of which seven, uh, hate nine, (laughs) seven, hate nine. Um, (laughs) what? (laughs) <laughs> oh, you're such a good like uh andy richter on the couch to my conan oh is that is that our dynamic <laughs> i mean i who do you think you are you're uh, either paul andy... schaefer to oh, your okay. letterman <laughs> i love that that's even better great because then i'm over here doing music or something <laughs> yeah andy richter doesn't even do what does he do he just sits there he's right? just there he's got yeah. the best job in america does he st- they're done though he doesn't have that job anymore does he well, he had the best job, and now he just has lots of money. Yeah, that's pretty... Although he did get divorced, so he probably lost half of that money. Yeah, but that also happens to broke people with terrible jobs. Yeah, but they only lose half their income, so if you're losing half of that's nothing, true. you're not losing that much. If you're losing half of $50 million, you tell me. What is that? What is that for you? You still have $25 million, which is pretty easy to live on, I uh, think. <laughs> not compared to 50 Yeah. Um, so tell anyway, me about this Beatles take. Uh, all right, all right. I, uh, this is my sister's husband's relative. Uh, he is like a PhD in classical guitar. And we are, I was a groomsman at the wedding and we were all getting ready. Uh, and I had finished clothing up and he's, he's sitting on the couch playing songs and whatnot on the guitar. Mm -hmm. Uh, and He's like, do you play? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I play. I've, I've been playing since I was 13. He's like, oh, that's awesome. Show me. And it was a nylon string acoustic. So, uh, Not and really he was your, also, your style. I mean, I've played a nylon string. It's, it's all guitar. It's, it's fine. That's not how you, I saw you train on Rocksmith. <laughs> I mean, but I've trained before I trained on Rocksmith. Yes. <laughs> I remember when I got Rocksmith in college, and I was like, Jordan's either going to like this or hate this. And then... You played one song, and you turned to me and said, if this is how people learn how to play guitar, they don't deserve to be able to play guitar. Well, I had such strong opinions in college. <laughs> I mean, it's we're still 90 episodes into this podcast, and you adamantly say Marvel sucks at the beginning of it. So, Well, some stuff is just branding, you know? Yeah, I guess. I guess we do have to keep the brand alive. Uh, so... I, he's he's shredding classical style riffs like nothing I am capable anywhere near capable of. And he's like, "Do you play?" And I was like, "Yeah." Uh, and then he's like, "Oh, great! Show me! Like, I'd love to see you play." So I play, and this is my first time meeting this individual. Let's also mm. keep that in mind. And I was like, "All right, I don't know what you're expecting. I'm not as good as you. Just trying to be polite." Yeah. And then I'm sitting in a room full of the groomsmen and uh, my brother-in-law's extended family and everything, and all the girls are somewhere else. And my family somewhere else. I am in a room full of strangers, essentially. Yeah. And I am asked to play guitar in front of them. 
and I play, I don't know what to play, and I'm just playing like random Green Day songs or yeah. Blink-182 songs. And then the uh, older gentleman who handed me the guitar says, huh, you're right, you're not as good as me, and takes it back. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, that's kind of a strange uh, reaction. Uh, that I just felt like so humiliated in front of this family <laughs> of strangers. Yeah. Uh, and then he starts shredding again on classical guitar, and then uh, my brother lost it. That he could do that with basically any guitar player, like yeah. unless he he happens to be a co groomsman with, you know, Slash. I don't know guitar players. Yeah, uh, but like, <laughs> See, I mean, Slash is a good one. <laughs> he knows a lot. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I was trying to think of like Jimmy Page or something, but for some reason, Slash came to my brain first. <laughs> but I mean, Jimmy case, Page guy, wishes he was Slash. If you've studied your guitar, like. In an academic setting, yeah, you're gonna be better. Maybe Paulo could have shredded. Isn't he pretty good? Uh, yeah. I mean, classically, he is classically trained. Yes. Yeah. Friend of the show, Paulo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, the my brother-in-law steps in. He's like, Uncle, whoever. I don't even remember this guy's name. Uh, he's like, uh, Cade loves the Beatles. You also love the Beatles. Like, why don't you talk about that? Like, he's trying to get everyone in the room like along and have, yeah. yeah for this wedding that he's about to host. Uh, he's like, oh, you like the Beatles? Like, that's awesome. I love the Beatles. What, what, what do you know? And I just, we talk about the Beatles for a bit and I can bring up any Beatles song and he will play it from memory flawlessly. Yeah. And just all of these, uh, great chords, like great renditions. And I would just bring up this one and this one and, and every like, it was so strange. Every three minutes he would hand me the guitar and like, Oh, you know Ticket to Ride? Play Ticket to Ride. And then I'm like, I don't really know Ticket to Ride. He's like, but try. <laughs> Just try it. And then I don't know Ticket to Ride, so I did not play it well. He's like, here, give it to me. I'll show you. This uh, happened like three times. And then we talk about the Beatles for like ten minutes. He's like, yeah, but you know what? Beatles are a bunch of fucking idiots. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, they didn't believe the word of the Lord. Like, and I'm like, oh, oh Jesus God. Christ. <laughs> what have I stumbled into? And then uh, he's like, John Lennon was an idiot. He said he was, well, no, no, here. And then I responded and I was, I had had a couple beers. So <laughs> I, I <laughs> you feel a little loose. <laughs> I was feeling a little loose. And he's like, they were idiots because, uh, you know, they, they didn't believe the word of the Lord. And I said, well, they were bigger than Jesus. <laughs> he didn't like that. Yeah, uh, he did not. Um, there, like, the, I think the groomsmen thought it was funny, and then the parents were just like, "Ah, whatever." Uh, and then it, this somehow turns into a passionate conversation about the Beatles into religion, and it's oh, basically, no. I know, it, it was terrible. That's it the was, worst transition ever. <laughs> I know it was so miserable, and he's just like. You know what? I love Elvis's gospel music because he's singing about the word of the Lord. And I'm like, well, the Beatles are much better musicians than Elvis. And then I, it, it was just, it escalated from there. He's like, Johnny Cash, idiot person, but eventually he came around to the word of the Lord. So he's okay. And I'm like, all right, well, he's still not as good as the Beatles. Like, what? what is this argument trying to... What are you trying to prove here? This guy's such an asshole. Like I didn't when he was doing the guitar thing, I was like, that's kind of a dick move, but I can see you pulling that off as a joke. Yeah. But now saying that everyone who doesn't believe the same things that you believe is an idiot. <laughs> it and especially the Beatles. Like yeah. I'm okay. I am an idiot. Sure. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm willing to accept that. <laughs> but the Beatles? 
The Beatles I, are not idiots. I'd even be willing to concede that the Beatles are a little bit idiots about a lot of the stuff that they said and did. Like, no. that John Lennon track, <laughs> Woman is the N-word of the world. I mean, I that's like post-Beatles. That's post-Beatles. Okay, he, sure. But I'm just saying, he's not immune from having bad takes. <laughs> <laughs> or takes that are at least tone deaf to a significant portion of the population. Because, you know, actually, I was reading about this. Um, and Great. this women's rights organization gave him like an award for that song. But still, really? I think it's mostly remembered as being quite tone deaf. And also it feels just like as a British person, he didn't quite understood the gravitas that that word has. That's true. They Anyway, that's neither here nor there. That's a different except, culture. Yeah. Uh, um, but so, it's just like he, he did have some stupid stuff that he did. But however, it wasn't because he didn't believe the exact branch of Christianity that this guy believes. <laughs> And then, so basically the conversation ended with me saying, I have never felt closer, like I've been to church my whole life. And also, like, just this is a strange conversation that I have to get into with complete strangers. Exactly. That's <laughs> what makes it such a dick move. It's like, you can't, you can't just be honest. And I mean, you, you can, but you risk offending everyone, no matter what you believe. Yeah. Like, if you're talking about religious in a, religion in a way that anyone who doesn't agree with you is an idiot... Yes. There's not a lot of safe avenues to go down. Yes, correct. So I basically ended the conversation with like, you know, I've been to church my whole life. I went twice a week when I was in private school and all that. And I have never felt closer to God than when I, when I heard the song, I should have known better by the Beatles on the radio for the first time. And he's like, <laughs> and he ends it by just like, oh, I like that song a lot. And then he just plays it like perfectly flawlessly. <laughs> and then I just leave the room. I'm like, this is, all right, this is the best I'm going to do. And What a uh, judo move by you. That was a good way to end it. I can't believe you got out of that. I did. And then I walked away to get another beer and I did not see him again for the rest of the evening. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, that guy is a psycho. <laughs> he was, he was, well, and then um, my brother-in-law's brother, who I guess is also my brother-in-law, maybe? No? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, he came up to me afterward. He's like, sorry about my uncle, man. Like, once you get him going, like, he does not stop. And I was, yeah. I, I had no idea. He feels like an alternate reality version of our history of rock teacher. Yes. Very uh, much Because so. he has such strong opinions. Yes. In a public way that is kind of not tasteful, but except for he had just ended up landing on the complete opposite side. Yeah. And instead of being uh, a punk guitarist who sang... He was Christian a punk. music and left. He's a he classical a guitarist who stuck it out. <laughs> yeah. He, although, Ojo Taylor, to whom you are referring. Uh, yes. Keyboardist in keyboardist. Undercover. Christian punk band. Um, wow. We've also talked about him on the podcast because he loved episode seven of Star Wars and said eight was the worst thing that has ever come out. Again, he's, he's seen, just a strong opinion man. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just, a, I remember I showed up to one of his classes one day. And it was like, he teaches music industry, and someone said something that had something to do with religion, but it was not even, like, directed at anyone. It was just vague. It was something like she was mentioning, like, she went to church the prior day, or something like that. Yeah. And he spends the full 50-minute class talking about how God doesn't exist. <laughs> it was insane, like, to just be there. And he's like, oh, nothing happens for a reason. It's all chaos. There's no... It, and he's just trying to prove it. And he's just an opinionated man with no facts trying to prove these things. And yeah. it was just an insane... I gave him so much of my tuition money. Yeah. Mm. Oh, 
And then and he uh, the guy who wrote the song God Rules that has <laughs> has the nerve to spend the class talking about that. Oh man. Oh jeez. Oh. All right, let's talk about the suicide. Suicide squad. squad. That is also a topic of discussion today. Yes. All right, so maybe I should also mention uh, my buddy Marshall, hoping to have him on the show uh, in uh, one day. Um, he got married this past weekend. Oh. So I was in uh, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville Resort in Orlando, Florida. Wow. Yes. That sounds like fun. Oh, it was uh, pretty on brand, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, so when this movie came out, I also... I'm working at a movie theater now, so I can see all these movies like a day or so before they come out, which is very mm. exciting for me because I love watching movies. I love being the first one to see all of this stuff. Uh, and Suicide Squad came out, and I left the night we were watching it. The managers were watching it, so I was kind of bummed out, but then I just... I'm in Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville Resort, and we all just had... It was just a whole... It was basically like spring break. It was a whole bunch of mid-20-year-olds and like late or late 20 year olds i guess i guess i'm old now uh we're just like day drinking the house was massive it had a pool and a hot tub um and then it's like a wedding so the rehearsal dinner uh and the wedding like it's all free food i ate so much i ate like 4500 calories during the day of the rehearsal dinner are you tracking it I was tracking it because I was like, I'm going to gain 10 pounds on this trip and I want to know where it came from. Surely it's not going to be all these Michelob Ultras I'm drinking. I mean, you drank 20 Michelob Ultras. That's a day's worth of calories. But oh, So we went to Charlie's Steakhouse in Orlando, Florida, which has to be like one of the best steakhouses in the entire state of Florida. Mm -hmm. Let me describe to you this meal that I ate. Okay. I, <laughs> I, there was first... A whole tower of seafood as an appetizer. So you get king crab claws. You get crab meat in bowls that is already plucked from the uh, hard exterior crab shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can eat it by the spoonful. Fried oh calamari. Bacon-wrapped scallops. Uh, and then you get a salad. You get a nice Caesar salad that tastes very good. The dressing was the best I'd ever eaten, ever. Uh, and then for you get filet mignon for the main meal, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and for dessert, you get triple fudge chocolate lava cake and that's it was, a good meal that's a it, wonderful meal i don't know who could have a problem with that <laughs> i was sit, i was sitting next to and it was all free that's the crazy thing too like it was oh man uh i was sitting next to a friend of the show kyle johnson um and he got he took a bite of his cake and he was so full from the rest of the meal yeah. and he's like i cannot eat and i i was like this is literally the best dessert i've ever tasted i'm gonna eat this whole thing yeah. And I did. I had like two bites left, but more or less I ate the whole thing. And Oh man, that is so brutal. Like cuz all that food sounded so good, but it also sounds like a bit of a gauntlet. Like yeah, <laughs> by the was, end of it you're dying. You wanted to eat literally everything, but you could not. You physically could not. It I watched was, Groundhog Day last night, and yeah. there's a scene in it when he's first realizing that he can do whatever he wants where he's just stuffing his face with like donuts yeah. and stuff. And I, I was distinctly jealous of him in that moment. <laughs> I, want, I want to really gorge myself on some oh, sweet... Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should have come to this wedding. It was uh, pretty wild. Mm. But anyway, uh, I couldn't... I, I After that day, I basically just could not get drunk for the rest of the trip because I was so full. And like, no matter <laughs> how much I drank, it would just soak up. Yeah. And then 
at the wedding I had. Lava like, cake got soaked. Oh my god, boy, does it. <laughs> uh, um, but I just woke up and I watched Suicide Squad because I was like, well, you know, even, and I like even cracked open like a Miller Lite because I'm on vacation. It was like 1 p.m. <laughs> uh, and everyone else was like either still sleeping. This was like everyone went to bed at like 5 a.m., woke up at 1. It was, it was so great. It was just like college. Except uh, we had to return to our lives, which was very painful. <laughs> yeah, I know. Back to, back to work. Um, although I did come back and see uh, Green Day and Weezer in D.C. that night uh, I wow. returned. what a which show. Was, which was pretty fantastic because I, uh, I was like, how am I going to get back to Virginia and not be miserable? Did they what play Africa? Did... They sure did. You think they're going to do that forever now? Uh, I hope so, because it is uh, truly good. amazing. Yeah. It's a truly great cover. Who, wait, who, um, who is Headliner? Or was it like so traded off? So it's the Hella Megator, which, I, which is Green Day, Fall Out Boy, and Weezer. And yeah. uh, the Interrupters are opening. Uh, the Interrupters are pretty good. They're kind of like rancid, like 90s punk ska vibes a little mm. bit. Um, I only know one rancid song, Time Bomb. Ooh. I feel like that's the one everyone okay. would know. Yeah, no. One. Their songs sound kind of like Time Bomb. So I like Time Bomb. I listened to it this weekend. <laughs> I think you would like The Interrupters. I think you'd have fun with it. Um, but so I bought these tickets in September 2019. Like mm. I've been waiting for this show. COVID pushed it back a year. And I already had to wait a year to see it. Like So this show, and Green Day is my, as I probably mentioned on this podcast, it's the end all be all of concerts since the beatles myself. are dead since the beatles are dead if correct. beatles were touring and you could only choose between seeing one show would you go see green day or the I, beatles see i'm and this is just gonna end in another beatles tangent but do you think like the beat because they never played longer than 45 minutes at a time yeah do you think now they would be playing three hour sets because if that's the case it's the beatles bar none but if they're playing like an hour i'm choosing green day i mean they did have the hamburg Playing for eight they hours at a time. Hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they did have the stamina to do it. I guess, how yes. about this? Would you rather want go see the Beatles in Hamburg? Hmm. I know they're not playing their best music yet, but it's still like the Beatles, like I feel like they would be kind of raw and punky. Like just like, because they were on amphetamines all the time. Yeah. Like but I feel the, like that'd I, be I, awesome. I read some interviews and it's just like, these kids were just like, I was drunk, I was loving it. They were playing 90-minute solos. And I'm thinking, what in 1962 con- constitutes a 90-minute guitar solo? <laughs> what is that? I want I want to see that. I would, I would, I would obviously choose to see the Beatles because I, that's, you have to say yes. How could you turn down that no, opportunity? And I've seen Green Day four times. But if you're taking all these other factors out of it, uh, Green Day, that first time I saw Green Day in 2010 was the best concert I've ever been to. And I've seen Paul McCartney live, and he was okay, great. Wait, wait. He... I, got another, I got another proposal. All right, <laughs> add, add a stipulation. So Green Day, like would you rather see Green Day in like a dingy early punk venue? Like Dookie's about to come out, but it hasn't come out yet. Okay. But they're like, they're not, they're successful enough to have gotten the contract to do Dookie. Okay. Or the Beatles in Hamburg. I, oof. Well, so, all right, so the Beatles in Hamburg, they don't even have, like, all the Please Please Me songs. No. I think you're going to hear more Dookie songs, or at least, like, prototype Dookie songs. Proto-Dookie songs. 
Well, yeah. I know what Green Day is playing in 1993. Okay. They're playing like two or three songs that will be on Dookie that mm-hmm. haven't come out yet. But they also, their first two albums are really good. Like, they have a lot of great content pre-Dookie. Oh, Dookie's not their first album? No, it's their third. Is it their first major release? Like, did they, or was every, all the other ones also big releases? No, the, it was the first, I mean, they blew up. They went from playing like 200 people clubs to playing Madison Square Garden after Dookie came out. Okay. Huh. I didn't know that. What, did it come out like on, I don't know what Dookie came out on, but did the other two albums come out on the same label? Or did no. they do those two albums then get picked up by a huge label? Uh, I'm pretty sure because they also they had a different drummer for the first two albums, mm. and then not he Trey left. Cool or Trey Cool the bassist. Trey Cool is the new one. Okay, so they were on Lookout Records, and then they were picked up by Reprise for Dookie, and, and Dookie. So the second album, Kerplunk, 39 Smooth is the first album. It did not chart. Came out in 1990. It's got 17 songs. It just sounds like early punk garage rock. It's a lot of fun. But if pe- most people don't recognize any of these songs, mm-hmm. but they're such a nostalgic band, like when you see them live, they will play like a whole bunch of songs off of those albums, which is a lot of fun to see because now they're a professional, polished, you know. Okay, rock well then outfit. I want to revise my my thing because really I okay. want them in the equivalent of their Hamburg, which is to say before their first. So album. so they're playing. It sounds like you want them to be playing thirty nine smooth songs. Yes. Okay. And they're definitely not playing for 10 hours like the Beatles. No. That's for sure. But you don't have to be there for all 10 hours of the Beatles. That sounds like kind of an ordeal. I think I would be there for like six hours. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would be there the whole time, obviously. It's, if I knew it was to. the only time I was going to see it, I guess yeah. I would sit through it. I would drink beer all night and watch the Beatles play. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it does. Dang. Shame about time machines not existing. <laughs> I know. Oh, well, let's let's vow if we do invent a time machine, we will come back to this episode recording right now. Oh, we're not going to go back to the Beatles? We're just going to go to this recording? <laughs> no, just to tell us that the technology will exist. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll be like, yay, we can, wait. we can do it in the future. Yeah, no, that'll be but good. But no one is appearing right now, so I guess it does not exist. Seems like it. Because I would definitely remember this. All uh, right, we got to talk about the Suicide Squad. Okay, real quick, I just want you to know that Dookie sold 20 million copies worldwide. Kerplunk, their second album, did not chart. And retroactively sold 4 million copies worldwide. Yeah. Hmm. That is the difference between those two. Yeah, it's there pretty massive. It. There you have it. All right, um, so the let's Suicide talk about the su- Squad. So, what do you think? Yeah. Let's, just, let's just say our thoughts at the beginning, because we're not doing a whole review of it. So I wanted to watch this in theaters, and instead I was in Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville Resort watching this on my <laughs> phone because I had serious FOMO, and I, everyone on the Letterboxd app, do you have a Letterboxd? You should get a Letterboxd. I don't have one. I hear you people talk one. about it. You should get one. It would be a lot of fun. Yeah. To, and then you can put all your Marvel lists and stuff in it. And then the fans, like, I have 72 followers. I can only assume that all of them listen to this podcast. I sure hope so. Yeah. I mean, out of the 8 million we have or whatever. Uh, so I was watching this on my phone, which probably isn't the best way to enjoy it, but I still had a blast with this movie, especially the first 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I don't know. I, I liked all the casting, all the characters, and you have not seen the original Suicide Squad, I'm guessing. No. Okay. Do you think you ever would be interested in seeing it? 
it seems unlikely because I hear it's just kind of a mess, and that is not is, normally the type of thing I go for. It is. Did you watch Snyder Cut? Did we talk about that? I tried to watch Snyder Cut, and then I was just like, "This is too long," and I just don't care. Think, think of if the same. So you saw Man of Steel. Think of if the same vibe behind Man of Steel, like that, transferred over to a Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. style movie. Yeah. But it had the Man of Steel aesthetic yeah which is a bad aesthetic i don't like it so that would be bad okay yeah i do not think you would enjoy that movie um but this one i did enjoy i will say i don't think i enjoyed it as much as everyone enjoyed it i feel like other people had more fun with it than i had but i also i thoroughly enjoyed it yeah um i'd probably give it like a like a seven and Mm. a half out of ten okay i gave it four out of five so we're around the same. Yeah. Like, I thought the characters were fun and interesting. It wasn't as funny. Oh, my, my video cut Wait. off for you. But I can still hear no, can you, you, so see it's me? whatever. Uh, yeah, we're, we're fine. Okay. We're cooking. We're cooking with oil. Anyway, uh, I would just say that, uh, like, I thought the characters were really good. I didn't think it was... I mean, it had funny moments. But I enjoyed the absurdity of it. And the way yeah. it had these absurd characters that it took seriously. I enjoyed that more than I enjoyed... Like, the jokes. I do think there were a couple really good jokes. Like, mm-hmm. when Milton died, and they're who's Milton? Milton was with us? Yeah. And I just like, like, the weirdness of the, the big villain at the end. The yeah. weirdness of, like, Polka Dot Man and all the heroes was great. The little... I, okay, so I did like the rivalry between uh, whatever the John Cena and Idris oh, Elba's characters were named. Blood Sport and... Patriot? What's... Yeah, uh, the Patriot or oh, something. Oh, no, Peacemaker. 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 There you go. Uh, mm. Yeah, I mean, I thought their rivalry was pretty funny. So I'm not... The jokes definitely landed. I enjoyed them, but uh, I thought it was just even better just at, at how it took these... Like, Polka Dot Man was funny and he was absurd, but it was also like you felt good when he felt like when he said that line toward the end, which there's a spoiler, but whatever he said yeah. that he's like, I, I'm like a hero. It's like, you're like, actually cool. I like that yeah. for him. Like, <laughs> I felt like there was an actual character arc for even the most bizarre, weird in another movie would have maybe just thrown away that character. Even oh, yeah. Just as a joke being polka dot man. But this is like, yes, yes, he will be funny, but also he's a character that you can care about and hope succeeds. That is, in the first Suicide Squad, they have a ridiculous character like that. I don't even remember who it was. But his power was like something like, I can jump really high. Mm -hmm. It was something lame. Like, you knew he wasn't going to survive. And then, just for, like, shock value, they detonated his collar or his brain chip or whatever. Like, look what we can do. Look how edgy that is. Whereas, killing them off in this one was, like, comedic. Like, uh, Nathan Fillion as the uh, detachable man or whatever. Yeah. That looks so bad, like which it was supposed to. Like his power's yes. just silly and bad, but yeah, uh, they did a, such a good job doing that. Because like as soon yeah. as you see him do it, you're like, we're not about to see a whole movie of this. <laughs> like once Pete Davidson died, I was like, is everyone gonna die here, or is it just like it's is it's just surprising that he got killed? And yeah. then once I saw the arms float off, I was like, okay, everyone's dying. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Margot Robbie, like yeah. to see that, obviously. Um, she's, she'll stick around. She's invincible. There's nothing yes. they could do to kill her yeah. in the movie because she is so valuable to the people making the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and this was, I mean, Birds of Prey was really good, but this was her best everything. Like mm-hmm. her arc was great. Her, 
her acting was the best. I, I don't know. I, I she really knocked it out of the park with this one. I also the scene where they kill everyone in the camp and then they find out that the people in the camp are yeah. the good guys. Yeah. I think that's probably the funniest moment in the film. Yeah. They're like, we didn't see anybody around here. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a really good bit. Um, yeah. Like yeah, that. I don't know. It was just, it was very solid. Of course, James Gunn was going to deliver solid, but it was also just bizarre. It was so weird. The only thing I probably didn't like about it, and this is, I don't know, not a big critique, but it was very violent in a way that occasionally I would just be like, gross. <laughs> but haven't you seen Super or no, any of James Gunn's? Oh, really? No. You should watch Super because it is also super violent and super weird. Like, and it's like I'm I'm game for like a lot of violence in movies, but I don't know. At some point, this was just like I was like I feel like I've seen enough dismemberment. Like well, I, mean, I, I definitely wouldn't be like you should take this dismemberment out of the movie. I'm not going to ruin anyone else's fun, but I was yeah. just like I'm kind of done with it. I don't want to see I mean, another person torn in half. We did watch. Django Unchained together in Crafton, uh, mm-hmm. which you time and time again have said is your favorite Tarantino movie. It is so not, but uh, I, I am curious. But what even about that, the violence like, I, there? I don't know. I think the violence Tarantino has a snappiness to his violence that's a little bit funnier, whereas this had some just like like slow. I don't know. Just I don't know. It was it was a lot of violence in this, and I again like I feel like I sound like a like. Ned Flanders or Maud or something. Because <laughs> uh, I don't really have a problem with violence in media in general, but I was just like getting, I was like, eh, I'm kind of, it's so much. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious what you would think of James Gunn's early work like Slither or Super, because those are pretty balls to the wall violent, and it's, I don't know. Like, I like just... my violence to be like, you know, blood splattering on a wall, or like uh, when in the back of, in Pulp Fiction, when they shoot him and his head just like explodes, but yeah. it's like it's like violent and gory, but it's also like you, the details aren't there. Like I'm not seeing when when Pete Davidson's face gets blown off, you see the rest yeah. of his skull and all the face mush. Yeah, and I'm, I don't like the face mush. Like I, you could show him getting hit, and then it's just like a blast of red, and then, you know, he falls looking away from the camera or something. I, <laughs> oh, I so feel like this so is like a talkie, like an old old fashioned. I feel movie. like this is a very unpopular opinion that I'm having. I, I feel like people are like, like, no, give me the gore. <laughs> I will say it did not take anything away from my experience. Uh, I don't know if I would advocate for more or anything, but I, I had. I was also with watching it. it with my girlfriend's parents. Oh, oh, well, y- you have to mention that. That's <laughs> obviously you're going to advocate to. That was what did they think? Uh, they liked the first Suicide Squad better. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> but I think they were also, they'd just seen that one. And this one, the plot kind of was, I don't know. I don't know I don't know if they were like paying attention through all the beats and were like, at some point I think they were like, what is even happening right now? So Okay. Oh, man. That is, uh, that's quite a take. Yeah. But I guess you should watch Suicide Squad 1 before you say firmly that James Gunn's is better. Uh, I think I can say that. I mean, I like James Gunn. I don't know. I, and, uh, I liked Su- the Suicide Squad. I thought it was very fun. Yes, uh, it was fun. Fun time had by all. What do you think the Disney PR guy that fired James Gunn is thinking right now after giving DC their best movie? Well, on the one hand, they did do that. But on the other hand, like, I don't know how much DC can do like unless DC just decides to make their entire brand uh, 
wacky offshoot small superheroes. Well, did you see the post credits? Uh, did I? What was it? I think I did. Um, tell me what happened. Peacemaker, Peacemaker is yes, alive yes, in yes, a yes, hospital yes. bed, and James Gunn has already written the first season of his HBO Max show due January next year. Yeah. So, I know, that's but another I, thing. I still feel like DC can't. They're going to try to go keep going back to the Batman Superman well until they get something. Um, like with Robert Pattinson, which admittedly, if I think he's a pretty good choice. I and I think Matt Reeves is a great director, but they talked about they had to reshoot the ending, so I'm a little worried now. Yeah. That uh they're DC gonna just m- can't stay in their own lane. Like like no. I don't know how James Gunn was like how I, why they agreed not to monkey with him. Because they love because monkey. He, That's their favorite thing to do. But they they literally like you are one of you are a god making these great Marvel movies. We are so humbled to be in your presence, <laughs> Mister Lord. And then, of course, you you made Guardians of the Galaxy. Those made near a billion dollars. Do that for us. Like we're we're in. Like do you want it R rated? You want explosions? Like you want to do a movie we just did five years ago? Go for it. Like <laughs> that's fine. They did originally offer him a Superman movie, and he's like, nah. More of a gang ensemble cast kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, which, obviously, I can't imagine him doing a Superman movie. It would be pretty weird. It was interesting how he managed to make this distinct, because it is an ensemble superhero movie. It would have been easy to retread territory of Guardians of the Galaxy. And a few times yeah. I did think, like, like oh, here's here's his new new gang they're doing kind of you know they're having their wacky hijinks and they're bickering and whatever but the characters are so different that it was fine yeah and it was rated r so yeah that was really fun yeah creative control um hoping that they can you know make it work with matt reeves batman uh i would love to see a good batman movie it has been nearly a decade Mm mm-hmm and even that last Batman movie was not the best of the trilogy. No. Arguably the worst. But, it, I mean, it was a little bit, what could they have done? Cause That's true. They peaked. Well, they I, peaked after really Heath hard. Ledger wasn't there to continue his role. Yeah. Like, even uh, if he was in the shadows as, like, a Godfather-type character in the third one, that would have just given it, like, kind of this... It would have been better. Another push. Yeah. I would... Which, yeah, I don't... Uh, it's so weird to think about like what would have happened. I know, obviously, you would have had to bring him into the movie, mm-hmm. but would Nolan have been like, let's make him another main villain again? I hope not, but I don't think he would. Yeah, well, I have no idea what they would have done, just because the movie turned out so much differently with Bane and yeah, all that stuff. But just he's he was too good as the Joker to get rid of, and you can't just put oh, yeah. the Joker only in the middle movie of your franchise. Like he is no. the Batman villain. Yeah, and he was the best version of that Batman villain. What? You don't like Jared Leto's? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I, oh, God. What has, oh, I, just anyone, th- that David Ayer 2016 Suicide Squad movie is so far and above the worst DC extended universe movie. Like, it, it's baffling. And there are actually, ugh. Yeah, no, I, I was about to say Joss Whedon Justice League, but even that is has, like, the Justice League in it. I don't know, they're both pretty terrible. It's crazy how DC is really screwing this up so bad. Yeah. 
but uh, I I do think who, them if they just start just making movies and just like yeah. screw the universe, let's just make movies, which seems to be what they're doing, like with the Joker yep. and this movie. Yeah, I think they'll be better off. I think that is their plan for the yeah. future. And then they're doing a sequel to Aquaman and Shazam. It's like they realize, oh, we don't have to do a universe. We could just make yeah. movies that'll still make a lot of money because they'll still be big comic book movies. Yeah. Though uh, it is kind hope. of just embarrassing that they failed in public for so long and then yeah. just had to give up. <laughs> like It's not like yeah. they failed and then eventually got it together and now it's good. It's just like they failed, they failed, and then they just had to... like turn it in and just and their universe is just so stained like with these characters like yeah they have if to you do bring a, back superman or batman they would have to do yeah. a full reboot if they wanted to try another universe thing just because this yeah. universe is so garbage and that's also <laughs> embarrassing like yeah i don't know i'm curious if if let's say in we got to talk about this what if show but let's <laughs> but if in like eight years or whatever they decide to do it again yeah. they're like we're gonna one more time from the top We'll we'll try to no, do Superman. In eight years, no way. Superman and Batman, or ten years, however long you want. Uh, but I mean, I want them to do it now, but I don't think they will for like twenty years or well, so. Well, let's say they do it in ten years. <laughs> okay. And then All they right. they pull it off, and they have like a ten year arc that has you know fifteen movies in it or ten movies or whatever, and it like comes to a satisfying end game style conclusion. Okay. Do you think that completely undoes all the f- fuckery of the past and everyone's just like, wow, DC's just doing it now? Or do you still still th- pe- think people go like, remember those old Justice Leagues and the Suicide I, Squad and all that? I, no, I think once you completely rebrand... and But they, you'd have to assume that they never go back to any of these characters from any of these movies and any of the cast. I know, because then like, that kind of brings it forward. Like, like if you want to keep Aquaman somehow or whatever... Yeah, like exactly. somehow he's always bringing the stain of the old universe with him. Unless, unless yeah. you just make it clear that he's not. Like, yes, this is the same actor. Yes, his character is similar. But this is a new universe. Ignore the rest of that. I think that's kind of what they're doing now. They're just going to do time travel and Flashpoint will come around and that will like retcon a lot of stuff. And then they'll keep the superheroes that worked and then get rid of the ones that didn't. And then somehow... They'll, the Flash will basic, basically merge all of the successful heroes together, and then they'll make a Justice League movie. Hmm. Although, uh, yeah, because I don't know if Zack Snyder's trilogy is going to get made ever. That uh, post credit scene in the desert where it's just Ben Affleck Batman and Jared Leto Joker, and Jared Leto give, makes a joke about like giving Batman a hand job or something crazy like yeah. that, and Ben Affleck's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> just... Imagine an entire three-hour movie about that. No, thanks. Yeah. It's, uh... The arc... Did you hear about the arc for that that trilogy? No. It's... So, Justice League 1 happens, then Darkseid... Uh, or, uh, uh... Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor, pays to get uh, the anti-Justice League... The Doom... Uh, it's, uh, it's not Marvel. I don't know... The Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom. That's the uh, Justice League's arch nemeses altogether. Mm-hmm. Jesse Eisenberg hires them to take apart the Justice League. Uh, and then at the end of that movie, somehow Batman, Superman is perceived... No, Superman died in the first one. Uh, Batman sleeps with Lois Lane and impregnates her. 
and Darkseid comes to Earth at the end of this and destroys Earth or enslaves humanity, basically. Uh, and then Darkseid basically is like, Superman, yo, you're on my team now. And somehow Superman is like, because Lois dies also with Batman. She's dead. It, it's it's crazy. It's muddled. It doesn't make any sense. Why don't they just, don't they have some good comic books they can rip off? Yeah. Why don't they I just think this do was, that? I think this is one of them. Oh, it is one of them. Mm. This is a crazy comic book arc. Hmm. I mean, the Joker, I think, was dead as well. Because yeah. in it, basically, the premise is, originally, the Joker killed Lois Lane, and then Superman murders the Joker and just has no... He doesn't care about humans anymore. I don't know. I feel like we're in a universe, though, where uh, Coke like did that new Coke thing. And yeah. then refused to back down, and Pepsi became the most popular cola brand in America. Yeah, that's kind of how it yeah. feels. Marvel being on top, because I feel like DC, in like you know the eighties or nineties or whatever, everyone would have expected DC is like they have Superman, they have Batman, they're clearly the best. Yeah, yeah, Marvel's got Spider Man. Spider Man's a pretty big deal, but and the Fantastic Four. I don't know. There were. There were pretty big names in the 60s, like when it came to comic books. Yes, your household names are definitely Batman and Superman. Yeah, I just feel like that they're the Coca-Cola superheroes. I suppose. I, I, I Marvel is just too massive now to even fathom a world where it didn't exist. Oh, in. but that's the entire premise of the show, What If? Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Great segue. Uh, so, I have a feeling... Because I, I think this is probably going to be the only one we do about what if. Maybe when it's over, we'll talk about it on another podcast yes. after all the episodes. Um, but I have a feeling I'm going to watch a lot of these and I'll just be like, thank God this di- it didn't happen this way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the animation a lot. Um, also, early reviews. Oh, wait, I want to talk about the animation. Okay, talk about the animation. Why do they keep making 3D things with cell animation instead of just making animated things? Is it that hard to make animated things? Like, is it way cheaper to do it this way than to do like it... Like cartoons? What do you mean? Yeah, I want, like, like a cartoon. Like, just it looks like a comic book, and it is animated, and it doesn't have to be 3D with lighting effects that makes it look like cel-shaded, like Wind Waker. Have you seen Invincible? The Amazon I, Prime show? I have seen screenshots of that. I have no idea what's going on in it, but it does you look interesting. You should watch it. Interesting. You should watch it. It's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Amazon Prime? Uh, yeah. It's it's amazing. I might, because it does. I, I've looked at screenshots, and I like that animation. But I was wondering, like, why don't they do that here? Why can't you just do animation? Why this? Because this just looked to me like worse Spider-Verse animation. Because Spider-Verse, uh, they had this kind of comic cheaper. booky style. But they also slowed down the frame rate, so he looked a little sketchy, and like his his movements would be like I think it was like twelve frames per second rather than twenty four frames per second, which is what this was. And yeah. I don't know. I just thought this looked cheap, and like their facial expressions looked a little stiff. I think for what it was, like I don't know. This is what I was expecting animation wise. I think it fits well. Like the action sequences looked cool, and they did. There was a, like there was like that motorcycle thing she did where she jumped yeah. up and threw it in the bunker, and there's some yeah. cool plane stuff, like where she flew with her shield through the propeller. I don't yeah. know. There were some cool action moments in this. Yes, for sure. And I'm hoping the rest of that kind of continues. Although, I would almost like to see an episode. Actually, not almost. I definitely would like to see an episode. Where it's just, like, Doctor Strange, like, 
talking about the other realities and like I don't know, something to the effect of he's when he's uh, in Infinity War going through the million other realities where they lose. Mm-hmm. Like some see some of those. Mm-hmm. Like what happens if the rat didn't step on the and let Scott Lang out of the yeah the machine. I don't think you're like, gonna get a lot of that. I know, but that's what I want. It'll be more like this, um, uh, which uh, I, I will say. So, early reviews. Let me just say real quick. Early reviews. The people got to watch the first three. They said the first one's the worst. The second one is interesting and okay, and the third one is wacky and weird and easily the best of the three. Okay, is how many are they doing? Nine. Okay. Yeah, this. But one, they only got to watch three. One, I would say. Her voice acting wasn't stellar. I thought she also I, came across a little wooden. She, I, I think she was fine, but I think they totally just, her character in this is so not like, like Peggy Carter is such a subtle badass in the franchise. Like mm-hmm. in Captain America 1, she, I don't know, in this, she's just so flamboyant and she's like, fuck yeah, America, and, like, destroying stuff, and... Or Great I, Britain. I, yeah, Great Britain. I, I just thought it was... I think it was kind of a disservice to her character. But this is a parallel universe, so she gets to act however she wants in this universe. What if she, like, I what get if it. she was instead of Captain... Like, I don't know. They just called her Captain Carter. I feel like they should have called her, like, Captain Kingdom. <laughs> uh, maybe. Because at least uh, you still Captain. got that alliterate, alliteration, and it sounds, you know, vaguely British. Yeah. Uh, I like the sword. Should... I thought the sword was cool. sword was interesting. But it was not kind vibranium, of... so I feel like it should have broken while it, she was pulling it through the ground. I don't think a sword can pull its way through concrete. Uh, I mean, this must might be a magic sword. Maybe it is. Maybe it's made of adamantium. Okay, let's talk about X-Men. the biggest X-Men. theme, though, in this. Okay. Sexism is bad. And it was bad <laughs> in the 40s. Yes. And it's still bad today. Yes, it's still bad today. But also, like, I feel like you're making fun of 40s sexism isn't a great commentary. Like, there's stuff you could say about sexism today if you wanted to make a show about it. But just having, like, Bradley Whitford's character be the most overtly sexist 40s man (laughs) doesn't give me, like, this cool, like, girl power vibe. Like, it's just like, yeah, he's a dick. No one likes him. (laughs) Yeah. And also, like, it was never, like, the sexism was never, like, subtle or, like... No. It was was just such a big hammer, just like, bop, 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 sexism, bop, bop, so bad. It's like, yeah, it is bad. But you're handling it so lamely. Like, (laughs) you couldn't be tackling this issue with less tact. Yeah. Definitely no subtlety. And that's maybe that's also what I was picking up on just with uh, Peggy Carter being this over-the-top, you know. I just, she's so good in the first one. And then whenever she's featured in the entire Infinity Saga, like, she's just this subtle badass. Like, she's very all-knowing, kind of. Like, she's just an expert I don't, oh God, I just prefer the live action Peggy Carter. I also didn't watch, she had a show mm-hmm. that was a spinoff of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it was like an ABC show and it only went Ooh. like a season. Yeah. And I feel like the writing for it is going to be kind of weak, like Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I would like to see more of her. But I, I can't imagine come... that's too good of an outlet. Like, yeah. as much as I agree that the character is good in her MCU appearances. I don't yeah. think that character alone is strong enough to save 
ABC level writing. Yeah. I, yeah, definitely not. ABC level writing is so rough. And this is coming from a guy who just watched all of Smallville over the past year. <laughs> oh, God. It was uh, pretty rough. Uh, I'm looking at my other note. We've already just talked about most of the things that I've said. Another, the other note I have is that uh, they're like, oh, we need to reverse the polarity. Things, polarity gets reversed so often in Marvel movies. <laughs> like, if you don't know what a machine is doing, it's like, we got to reverse that polarity. Yeah. Because then I we're, mean, that we're makes probably sense. good. That makes sense. Set pol- polarity, get polarity to negative, <laughs> and we will be yeah. all good. I mean, I buy that. Also, where she one-ups uh, Stark's knowledge of uh, whatever ma- made-up magic machine they were using. I don't know. I thought that was uh, like, Oh, yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, cool, where, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she... she you got who, it. Wrote this, who wrote this episode? Yeah. It, also, I just said it felt like the Cliff Notes version of a movie. It's like... It was like, yeah. it was going through everything so fast. It's like, imagine if we made a movie where this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened. It's, but it's like, it's not like I'm watching that story. It feels like I'm watching an abridged version of that story, which is, I guess, basically what it is. But why not, instead of trying to tell a two-hour story in 30 minutes by yada, 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 just try to tell a 30-minute story. Like, is there no 30-minute yeah. story you could just have that, like, you set up a thing and they, like it builds to a satisfying conclusion and try to, instead of trying to build to this huge climactic ending, just build to a reasonable one and then be like, imagine what happens next. Like just leave the door open for like, wow, this is one thing, one small event that happened. Now you can on your own, imagine all the other crazy hijinks that this character would have gotten into, but we don't have yeah. time to get into that because this is 30 minutes and not two hours. And it would be <laughs> foolish for us to try to force in all this stuff. Also, I didn't like uh, his friends, like his gang of friends from the first his ragtag group. Yes, I thought that their inclusion, like every line of dialogue they had, was terrible. It was I mostly that Bucky, mustache guy. Bucky, like they just paid Sebastian Stan like to do four super forties lines. Yeah, like, well, ain't that clams in the chowder or something like <laughs> something crazy like that? And the mustache <laughs> guy just kept saying like obvious things, like like when she came to save him, it was like, "What a woman's." fighting now and then she like punches someone he's like wow i guess they are (laughs) i am no longer sexist (laughs) whoa what character growth yeah it's uh yeah maybe although i wouldn't necessarily advocate to watch a 90 minute version of this but maybe if they stretched it out they could make these things more subtle uh i wouldn't i I wouldn't want to see it with the writers they currently have but like are the bones of this story bad Maybe not, but... I, I just wrote, or I looked up the writer for this episode. It's named A.C. Bradley. He wrote an episode of the hit CW show Arrow. I believe it. And he wrote 23 episodes of the Netflix show Troll Hunters, which I have not seen. Huh. Um, and then he wrote this episode of What If. I'm sure, you know, he's a talented man. Uh, but uh, this one, I he mean, was just like no subtlety ever. But that's but that no subtlety is like key. That's exactly what all those CW yeah. shows are and ABC shows like Agents of Shield. Yeah, they don't like subtext because they're like, okay, I get it, subtext. But what if the yeah. audience misses it? Yeah, and it's like, oh well. I mean, I could make it more obvious, but then it wouldn't be subtext. <laughs> it would just yes. be Text. what we said. <laughs> Speaking, did you see um, that? Um, there's a movie came out starring Brendan Fraser. 
it came out or it's coming out? No, it came out. Oh, he just got uh, hired to do the new Coen Brothers movie. Well, he this was like a um, a movie where he's kind of a gangster and Don Cheadle's in it. Uh, it's streaming somewhere. You can go watch it tonight if you want. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see if I will want to watch this. Uh, you are thinking of the movie No Sudden Move. Yes. So I watched oh, that. Yeah, the, the Steven Soderbergh. Because yes. we both really liked Unsane. Enough to talk about it in full detail on a podcast. Right. Um, this. How was this? This was good. But you have to pay attention while you watch it. It's got like... I mean, it's not... So there's subtext or text? There is indeed subtext to this movie. There's some things that the movie will have will do that it won't tell you overtly what's happening, except for you just huh. have to pay attention to the dialogue. I'm not saying it's, like, super subtle and, like, it's, like, convoluted, but it is just, like, if you're looking for something that isn't, like, what we just watched with What If, this yeah. is, like, you know, like, it'll just have characters say stuff, and then you'll just have to infer other things about them based on what they said. Interesting. Like, uh, I also watched Boogie Nights recently, and uh, uh, Julianne Moore's character, mm-hmm. in one of the early scenes, it just shows her on the phone trying to talk to someone, and just from what she says, it's like it's very clear that she has a son, yeah, uh, and that she doesn't get to see him, and that's why yes. uh, Mark Wahlberg's character becomes this like surrogate son figure to her. The movie never says any of those things. But if it was a CW show or written like this, there would be a scene after that. Like, they might show that scene, and then afterwards she'd walk out there and be like, you know, I miss my son. I had my son this long ago, but I haven't been able to see him because I'm a porn star, and his dad doesn't like that. He finds that distasteful. And I bet also because of my uh, profession, I'm going to have a tough time in custody battles going forward. That will be bad for me. Yeah. Uh, Whereas this, that, that movie I mean, was just like, here, we'll do this, and then everything else, everyone can figure out because they're not brain dead. P.T. Anderson is like the king of subtext, though. So much so that I hated Phantom Thread because there's basically no text in that movie. <laughs> yeah, this the, No Sudden Moves has more text than that, but it is also still, like, you know, fairly subtle. And it, it, it'll deal with some other stuff in... I don't know. I don't want to spoil too much of it, but it's it's. It, I thought okay. it was an interesting movie. I don't know what the reviews for it were, but I I enjoyed it. It's got a three five on Letterbox, and I usually mm. will watch anything. Like if it gets a three eight or above, I'm like, oh, I got to see that. Yeah, this. I think that's that feels right to me. A three five. Yeah. Like because it was. Ah, uh, well, I'm not gonna go into. It. Plus, I I saw it like a couple weeks ago, and I wasn't watching it that critically. Did but you watch? I enjoyed it, uh, but it was it was definitely not in your face. Did you watch Green Knight yet? Green Knight? The new A24 movie? No. It is fantastic. I bet it's better than No Sudden Moves, Ethan. <laughs> it is. it is. I yeah. took uh, our former roommate, Nick Bonafini, mm. um, watched it at my theater, and Letterboxd, and friend of the show, Kyle Johnson, also watched it, loved it. Um, Ali Butrago, friend of the show, mm-hmm. guest on the show, four and a half stars. Uh, I think this movie's right up your alley. It's... It, it, there's so much to mentally chew. Interesting. That and is it just the out movie, in theaters? It just came out two weeks ago. Okay, and it, but it's only a theater release, not a th- theater Correct. streaming thing. It is a twenty-four, so you can get it digitally in a few weeks. Mm. Oh, have you heard about Pig? I saw Pig. I love Pig. I was just about to bring up Pig to you. Yeah, I saw that was playing at a uh, local kind of art watch theater. It? No, I mean I haven't. 
I haven't really had time. I just got back from... Friend and guest of the show, Liam O'Connor. This is just a whole bunch of name drops yeah. back to back. Uh, I think it's his favorite movie of the year. He raved about it. Yeah. And I watched it, and I loved it. Obviously, you know, it's... So Green it's, Knight? How is that? Is it like Knight or Knight? Like Knights of the Round Table. Okay, Green Knight. It is David Lowry who did A Ghost Story. Not sure if you saw that. That, I believe, is on Netflix. No. That's another A24 movie. Um, doing, uh, it's basically a Knights of the Round Table, like an old fable or legend or whatever you call it, but it's a very interesting take. You, you, that, that, that really take, sounds up my alley. Yeah, oh yeah, no, you, you will really like it. Um, Pig, you will also very much enjoy. It's, it's really great. Both of these, yeah, God, I love working in a movie theater again. Uh, yeah, I'm jealous. These are... These are very stellar films. Yeah. So highly recommend. Maybe by the time September 3rd rolls around and we do our Shang-Chi ep, you will have seen one or both of them and we can talk yeah. about them. And you can, we don't have to talk about No Sudden Moves. It's not, it's, I mostly just brought it up as a contrast to What If more than I brought it up as a recommendation. It is good, but I thought yeah. the beginning of it was better than, I don't know. It did get a little I am muddy, confident. but it was I good. am confident both Green Knight and Pig are better than No Sudden Move. Yeah. No, I believe that. Okay. Then we are in agreement. Though, uh, I mean, I haven't so, seen them, so I should withhold a little bit of my judgment. But I, I, I that's do, my expectation. Yeah. Get a letterbox, and then we'll know for sure. Nah, it sounds like, like another thing to do. But you love being on your phone. It's what you do whenever I talk to you. <laughs> Not on the podcast ever. <laughs> well, I mean, even sometimes on the podcast, during Spider-Man Far From Home, you spent 45 minutes looking up who the kid from A Christmas Story was. Spider-Man Far From Home? Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he was in that. He was in that, and you're like, who was that? And then I basically did half the episode by myself, because you're just looking at your phone. Well, no, no. It was I, a kid from A Christmas Story. Yeah, I was about to say, I did think it was him. I yeah. wasn't trying to figure it out, except for to confirm, because I wanted credit <laughs> for my great eye. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I definitely would have never picked him in a million years, so kudos. Yeah. Anyway, regarding what if, I think I'll check in once the series is over with what are the episodes worth watching, and I'll watch those because yeah. this did not give me... If this episode had been great, maybe then I'd be like, I'm, I'm good to watch all these, but this one yeah. was just like, meh. Well, all the critics say of the first three, this one's the weakest, yeah. so I think that's promising. Uh, I wouldn't also, the next one, one first. Like, why not... I have no idea. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, maybe they didn't think that, obviously. They probably wouldn't have put it first if they thought it was the weakest, but not a good I don't know. This is definitely the one I've known about for the longest amount of time. Maybe that's why. Like, they feel like it's the most anticipated. Still, I I don't know. None of these, of all of the Marvel shows to be released this year, this is my least anticipated one. Yeah. Like, I, you know. Well, because it's non-canonical, so it's hard to care too much. Well, they do say, they have confirmed that this is canon now that the multiverse exists. So oh. all of these things that happen are happening in different universes. And I'm betting when these episodes air, Kevin Feige will be like, this one did really well. We're going to turn this into a yeah. part of It's almost a, like a little like backdoor pilot. Crossover. Yeah, it, essentially. It's pretty clever the way they're doing it. Yeah. Hmm. And I guess you kind of release the first one to see if, should we bring Peggy Carter back? Like what would we do with her kind of deal? Um, 
I'd I say bring her good... back, but don't bring her back like this. <laughs> yes, agreed, agreed. Um, also, the the next episode is to What if T'Challa was Star Lord, which is interesting. Like, I'm assuming he got kidnapped from Wakanda by Ravagers and became Star Lord. Huh. Uh, and it is also Chadwick Boseman's right. final performance as the character. So. I think that one's just going to have a lot of points because it's him yeah. doing that. So uh, you might want to tune into that one. Yeah. And then the third one is so far the best one from what I've heard. So you might want to tune into that one. Maybe just watch them all. Who knows? I'll, I'll definitely knows? I'll, I'll try to pay attention as they come out and see which ones are worth watching based on reactions. I, you can just text me if also, you think it's worth it for yeah, me to watch. I'll just I'll, I'll I'll text you if I watch one that I think you would enjoy. At this point, I know your taste in these movies. Yeah, you is got it. Mostly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, you you bamboozled me. I goofed you. You got goofed. All right. Well, I think that's the end of the episode. We've done a lot of talking. This episode, I think we did. We talked more about Suicide Squad than we talked about. Hey, what if. but this the episode the episode is what if we watched what if. And in a parallel universe, we did watch What If, all of it. Yep. All right, well, I've been Jordan Peoples, and Marvel has sucked. I've been Cade Weiberg, and no, it doesn't. <laughs>